Welcome to Outfield I'm your host, Nico. Uh, sorry for the laughter there. Dev was just distracting me. Uh, it's Revenge of the Nerds. Here we are again. Um, Mackenzie can't join us again tonight. Uh, she's got class. Uh, we we're going to run another episode, but my guest star, uh, I don't know, just didn't get back to me. So we'll probably have her on later on. Talk about some fitness stuff. We've actually got some big plans here coming. Uh, I will have a pro football player on here pretty soon. One of my buddies who's a uh, who plays for the Jaguars just hit me up today and said it'll be on. So a lot of, lot of big things happening. But meanwhile, me and Dev, we're here. We're queer. Not really, but we're just nerding out. <laughs> What up, Dev? He speaks for himself. How you doing today, buddy? <laughs> oh, not so bad. Um, you're finishing one of my, or you're you're starting your journey on one of my favorite shows, my favorite anime shows, uh, a fairy tale. It's very good. But but you're doubting it right now, and it's it's really got me upset. That I'm dubbing it. No, you're doubting it. Oh, I am doubting it because you know me, bro. I'm just getting any better from like, like I know animes. I know increased points. I know when there's really good writing and there's really good cohesion involved, and I know when it's about to drop off. It's like they need some time to recuperate from the good shit I just saw. So you're thinking after just one season that it's gonna drop off? That's it. That's the peak. There's no top in it. It's going to come back, but I don't think next season is going to be anywhere as near as good. Just because the way that they put the hints in there, the way that they foreshadowed everything, like, all right, they're going to give you a brief description of who he is. He's a dick. Move on. And it's like, oh, he's going to be a problem later. I can see this. It was all planned and plotted out beautifully. And I think the execution was even better. And I just don't think they can top it for the next season. I don't believe it. You haven't even met the big bad yet. You have yet to meet Zareth. We did meet Zareth. Well, we we met. You him. thought you met Zareth. You met his. You met his little bitch boy accomplices. <laughs> All right, but I don't think that's coming next season. No, it doesn't come for a while. You have a long road ahead of you, buddy. Till he pops back up, I think it's going to be a severe drop off. Five hundred episodes. Of Pure glory. I want to talk about your comment you made though about picking up like the backstory and being like tell being able to tell like when it's gonna drop off. Because I was gonna send you this meme today and I didn't get a chance to, so I'm just gonna read it and then I'm gonna tell you if this is a good backstory or not. Was this, is is this an anime you'd watch? I was talking about why Chef Gordon Ramsay was so angry all the time and explained that he originally wanted to be a professional soccer player but suffered a really bad knee injury and couldn't play soccer anymore. So instead, he poured himself into the cooking and culinary arts to help with his anger issues. But his abusive alcoholic father disapproved of his cooking and died before ever tasting any of his food. And I finally realized that Gordon Ramsay has the most anime backstory of all time. <laughs> that is a fact. That's a recipe for disaster. No pun intended. You like how I did that there? No. <laughs> no. Pun intended. Sounds like a good old slice of life anime for me. 
What? I see what you did there. <laughs> ah, slice of life. He's a chef. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Anywho. Anywho, DBZ Kakarot just dropped. You've had the pleasure of playing it. I haven't. Still. You gotta hurry up and get to it, dude. It's like, so these other nasty ass games have tried to do what Kakarot is doing. And that's, okay, we're gonna take the best parts of Dragon Ball Z and we're gonna turn it into a game. Let's do it. But all that did was get people sick of seeing the same shit a hundred times over with the same style of gameplay with two different tweaks that are different. And then there you go. You have a game that you kind of like that you can relive Dragon Ball Z another year. This one is completely different. They are allowing you not only the open world experience to be any character you want in the game, but they're allowing you to go through Dragon Ball Z from beginning to end with everything in between. Now, that may sound a little ass. You you mean you mean to tell me open world game all throughout the Dragon Ball Z history, any character I wanna be, right? Any character. Why the fuck would I wanna be Krillin and die four times in a row? <laughs> I've never played as Krillin in the open world. <laughs> For that reason she is ass. But if you wanted to, if you wanted to, you could level up Krillin to the and, point of what Goku is and, and still die. Probably. <laughs> Probably, because he's junk. But it's a fucking great... Because this part in Dragon Ball Z is like, you've been so washed down to the main parts that it's like, damn, I forgot that I loved that part so much. I forgot how cool this was. Like, fucking Vegeta and his son and Trunks in the hyperbolic time chamber. You get to go in there and work out with them niggas and fight with him and Goku and Gohan before they fight Cell. That never happened before. We never had to do anything like that. Like, just spend the minutia of the series, the intense parts, the build-up. That's what it has that Northern Game has. It has the build-up. The anticipation is back now. And you're excited because you want to play these guys. Like, all right, they just made me do fucking 20 missions, and now I finally get to fight Cell as Team Gohan. And it's like, I've been waiting on this the whole fucking game. But in another game, it's like, all right, let me beat Raditz ass, and now I'm moving on to sell. It's not like that anymore. You just, I just spent eight hours before. <laughs> now I get to fight sell. It's real anticipation. It's real build-up now. So the key, is the, key, the key to a good video game is throwing you through a whole bunch of filler episodes before <laughs> the big fight. And you also have to realize that this is after we've had all these games that are the exact same. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I know. We t- we talked about this the other night. Um, there's there's been some DBZ games where you you know the fighting style's been you've been able to fly around and you can knock your enemies across the map and um, the instant instant transmission fighting and all that kind of deal. Like you're able to control that, but you you told me uh, the other night that the fighting style is completely different. Like it's more or less the same, but it's like really really different. And so I'm I'm interested that in that because, actually. 
of how good the AI is on the fighters. So now you can't just button mash and then see somebody do a, a Kamehameha and try to block it or get around it. Now it's like, all right, they have a plethora of attacks. You got to figure out which one they're doing. You got to figure out how to block it and how to counter that and then get back to beating that. You can do more combos now. It's not just smash one button and then try X, to finish them up with a X, Y, X, B, A. Three or four different patterns you can do. You have cancel outs now where you can beat a nigga ass and then back out of it before you finish the combo and get back to it and do another combo. It's like there's so many more things that they've added to it that makes it not repetitive. It's not that it's complete. It's not fucking Mortal Kombat where you have a thousand combos, but it's also not Button Mash City where, all right, I'm bored now. I fought the fought four different people, but it's the same damn fight. Yeah, and then like we were talking about the other night, that's kind of where like Fighter Z kind of got old for me because, I mean, I grew up in the arcade playing Marvel versus Capcom and all that, and then I saw Fighter Z coming out, but I. I thought it was going to be like those games, more of the open world fighting, the throw 360, the whole map is years to use. But it wasn't. It was just a side-scroller fighting style. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, when anytime you first start playing a game, like, it's fun, it's cool. You're like, oh, this is awesome. But it's repetitive. It was, you're fighting the same people leading up to the big bad. Uh, at the end of the road kind of deal like you're fighting piccolo at level five on this one and then like two fights later it's piccolo level seven um whereas i guess in kakarot it's the actual storylines so you're not fighting the same dude over and over again it's actually like the anime was is you fought yeah you go to the movies to see iron man or an avengers movie or something like that and they just give you the comic book on the screen. It's like what you read before on the screen, exactly how you remember it, but live action and in charge. That's basically what the game is. You're playing through the story now. It's not some rewritten bullshit. It's, uh, some of the scenes felt like they really just took it from the anime and put it in the game because they ran out of money on voice actors or something like It's like, there's like, it's, a replica. Uh, and I think that'll probably what probably will drag me into it. I just you told me to rent it. You you yeah, made me like not I'm, buy I'm, it. Any game that you can beat should be rented. Yeah, but then there's those games where you beat it and you're like, fuck, I can play this again and again. Like I have a couple games in my PlayStation that I play again, like the Bioshock series. I've re I've replayed that so many times. If I if I still had an Xbox, I'd be playing Dead Space over and over again. Halo over yeah, and over again. Hours long. Yeah, but it's because, like you said, you you're doing the filler episodes where it was mm-hmm. just like Goku's oh, yeah. telling training Gohan and talking to him for like three episodes before they're like, right. all right, yeah. now let's fight and train a little bit. No, I, I, I believe that there was a cut scene where I really waited 10 minutes on it. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is it necessary? Like, Exactly. Like, that's the downside to it. Like, if you care about a game and you actually want to sit through the cut scenes and not just skip them, 
this is going to be a long fucking game. You better sit down, grab a beer, <laughs> and just start playing and fuck where you end up and what time it is. Because it's a long fucking game, and that's the downside. But I, like as replay value goes, because it's that long, I don't see myself picking it up again saying, like, all right, let me go through it again. But I could see myself buying the DLC. Yeah, but that's because you're a super fan. I love super, and <sighs> no other game other than Fighters has brought uh, any super characters in it. And this one, you're actually going to be playing through this shit? <sighs> like, it, if it was me, I wouldn't come up with a DLC because that's just so much money. Like, you're going to make way more money selling that as a game than as a DLC. And that's just how I feel. Um, just because the DLC only goes for who bought the game. And maybe you try to push it out there and advertise it to get people to buy the game, but then they have to buy the game plus the DLC. Unless you're coming out with a package that costs an extra 20 bucks and the DLC is $50 or something like that. like And they're saving 30 bucks, but they're still paying more than what they would. <laughs> it's a marketing scheme, I understand that, but I would just come out with a, brand, a whole new game for this. It's too good. Maybe they maybe they finally got it right this time. Uh, you know my thoughts on it. Um, I like the sales. I want to see how how well it's sold. Oh god, Mr. Businessman over here. I'm curious now. Now we're talking about how good it's gonna do it. Expectations of other games. Probably like a five point four. You're gonna jinx it. You're gonna jinx it right now, and it's gonna turn me away. It's not gonna turn me away. I know it's so good. It had to. Well, while you're looking that up, uh-huh. I just want to voice my concerns that we talked about the other night. I want the GT characters in there. We talked about this. You don't like GT though, because it's not canon. I like the storyline. Listen, me, me and Kiri Toriyama. You know what I'm saying? We agree with each other. He wants nothing to do with it. Take, he took his name off of it. He didn't put his finger in any of the project. And I'm with him because I think it's a piece of shit. Now, I agree with you that there's some good parts. There are some great components. Super Saiyan 4, buddy. Super Saiyan 4. In a nutshell. That's about it. And Shenron. Yeah, Shenron, Shenron is a badass bad guy. And Shenron. But other than that, it was junk. <laughs> I disagree. Um, fuck. Cowboy Bebop. Live action. Netflix. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about it? No. I, I kind of would have wanted to see someone else besides John Cho as Spike. Like, low-key, I feel like, uh, I mean, who could be a Spike Spiegel? Um, maybe, uh, who's the guy that did Star Wars? Uh, not Finn, but the other guy, the pilot, maybe? But still, like, <laughs> finding someone to be, like, one of the top five characters in all of anime, like, and you go with John Cho, like, 
Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. That's that's your pick. Like he's supposed to be a serious but funny guy. I've only known John Cho as a funny guy. Like I, I just I can't see it. but it's not. It's not. It's not Spike, dude. I know. Spike, Spike is serious with dry humor. Yes. And but he's he, his. Your first thought is this guy's gonna kick my ass. You feel me? Like he's a well-respected bounty hunter. People see him, they quiver. Like. I I want that same feeling. Like the dude from uh have you seen do you watch Black Mirror? Yes, a little bit. You haven't seen the new episodes? No, I I didn't I watched the first season, not the second season with Miley Cyrus. Right. Well there's a um newer episode with the Asian guy who I think would be great. He's a badass. He has that look that like I could whoop your ass. But he also has like a light side to him. It's like, okay, this guy's not all serious. I feel like I can play with them a little bit without getting my ass whipped. You know? Yeah. I mean, did Spike seem Asian to you, though? Like, First off, no anime character seems Asian to me. No. <laughs> but they're like, we're from Kyoto, Japan. What the hell is going on with this? Can somebody explain this to me? Why is there no Asians in anime? I mean all yeah. I mean all might supposed to be American, and he's got like the I don't know. No, all might all might's Japanese based on American comic books. Never mind. He's a mix up. Choose any one of them. Goku. Does he look Asian? No, like they're not supposed to. I don't know. <laughs> but damn it, any any of them. Yamcha, he's from there. He does not look the part. He comes from Texas. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I mean, like the whole the whole Cowboy Bebop live action cast is pretty much Asian. But that's because they know that's the culture. Yeah, it's the culture. Yeah, it's the culture. But you look at the anime and you don't see, um, you don't see Jet as a bald, buff Asian dude. I always see Jet as like a like a bald pretty much homeless like American dude, like a like a war guy. Dude, I mean, there's features <laughs> that Japanese people have and American people have and the anime characters look more Japanese than they do. I mean, look more American than Japanese. Well, like, even their skin complexion is like I think it's because they have to appeal to both cultures, just like how our movies have to, you know, we can sell we can sell our anime overseas here if we make them look this way, and then <laughs> us, when we make movies, we can sell our movies if we make them more like how the Japanese and Chinese like to see, like action movies and all that stuff. That's why there hasn't been, like, any good, like, comedy movies in a while. It's been action, 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 because that's what they want overseas. They want these action movies. That's why Fast and Furious. We're on fucking Fast 9. Like, and John John Cena is fucking Dom's brother. Like, he's not Mexican! 
Oh, but they gave him a 10 to make him look the part. <laughs> like it it does not make sense to me. Like just you ended it at you should have ended it at fast was fast seven where Paul Walker died at the end? Or is that fast eight? That wasn't Fate of the Furious. It was fast seven. Yeah. End it there. That's where it should have gone, because fast eight didn't do it for me. Hobbs and Shaw had its moments, but didn't really do anything for me. But now you're coming out with Fast Nine and um and you're gonna bring Han back. I mean, I don't know if Vin Diesel is any kind of Spanish or Mexican or Dominican. He looked white. His last name's Diesel. Um but he could play the part. He could play the part. You don't think so? Big, big buff egg head they can drive, yeah? I, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> but John Cena? First off, you can't even see him. <laughs> Dude, I, and I don't know what they're going to do for the plot. They've been carrying the franchise well enough to sell, which, I mean, of course, that's all that matters. As long as the movies are making money, who the fuck cares? But this one will plummet. The Rock's not a part of it no more. Tyrese is the crying bitch, and he needs the money. Um, I'll, I'll go for Ludacris. That's it, because I love Ludacris's character. Oh, Ludacris is great. I like Tyrese's character in it too. That that tension they have is really good. Yeah. Did you fucking see Bad Boys Three? No, I haven't yet. Best bad boys. That's a bold statement you're making there. I'll tell you why it's the best bad boys in a few words. Michael Bay didn't touch it. (laughs) Did you watch uh, Ryan Reynolds's? If you wanna, if you wanna talk about Michael Bay touching films, um. Did you watch Six Underground, the Ryan Reynolds movie on Netflix? I did, but I didn't finish it. Oh, dude. That's just... You want to talk about Michael Bay raping a movie. <laughs> like, the movie was two hours long, and I guarantee you 30 minutes of that was just because everything's in slow motion. All the explosions are in slow motion. All the gunshots are in slow motion. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I like the storyline. Yeah, like it was a good movie. It's just like every time there was action, like something had to be in slow motion. And Nick Jonas died at the beginning, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, man. I, Michael Bay, after the Transformers movies, I left one of the Transformers movies nauseous. Yeah. And I was like, like in the middle of it, I'm like, what the fuck is, I can't physically, I'm in a theater. It's a big ass screen. I couldn't see shit. What am I looking at, Michael Bay? What, what is this? Things were spinning while the camera was spinning and shaking. And people were moving and running and jumping and flying and explosions and 
What is going on? I'm confused. This is a simple movie. <laughs> like, shouldn't be this. I just, I can't take it anymore. I can't. Yeah, well. He's, he's still young. He's still gonna be making movies. If you want to watch a really shitty, great movie, Netflix has uh, that new Tyler Perry movie. Dude, I haven't watched a Tyler Perry movie at all. Listen, I, you're not black, so you don't have to. I know. But this one, I would watch. What is Just, it? Don't even look at it as a Tyler Perry movie, because if he didn't make it, and he wasn't in it, you wouldn't know. It's called A Fall From Grace. And it has Netflix. I mean, it has Twitter and uproar. I, I think I've heard about this, but which what is it? So uh, the trailer tells you a lot and gives you nothing, and that's what I love. I love those kind of movies. It's about uh, a con artist young man who basically fucks up an older lady's life. And her story through it and trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And there's like plot twist after plot twist. Um, the trailer makes you think the whole movie is going in this direction. But as the movie starts off, you see that it's a completely different movie than what you thought it was and how it was going to be. Um, great, great writing. The only thing wrong with it is the movie was not long enough. If it added an extra five, ten minutes of content, the movie would have been perfect. Nothing wrong with it at all. And then Medea shows up. No, no Medea. <laughs> Medea died. I think she killed Medea. Man, I wouldn't know. I think I think I've seen like Medea's Halloween. I think that's the only Tyler Perry movie I've ever seen. I haven't seen Medea's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Tyler Perry back when he was scratching and struggling. That's when it was good. That's when he had to do good work because his life depended on it. Now, he can shit out anything and people are watching. But Far From Grace, I would watch that if it was anybody's movie. That was really good. Really good. It's one of those old-fashioned plot twists that, oh, I didn't see that at all. Like, no, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't doubt you. Like I bet. Um, well, since, since we're on the topic, <laughs> um, there's one movie that I saw fairly recently, uh, fuck, I don't remember what it, um, it's not Catch of Faith, it's not like Leap of Faith, um, it's a football movie, um, oh man, so... No, <laughs> no, everyone knows that movie. Um, it's about the football player that was accused of rape. Aaron No, not that one. He killed himself. He has his own documentary special. Um, <laughs> no, it's about the football player that raped the girl and then Brian Banks. Um, there it is. Yeah, it's... No, I... Oh shit, it is called Brian Banks. Yeah, Brian Banks. Uh the football player that raped the girl and then the girl was just like seven years later after ruining 
his chances of being a number one draft pick. Um, no, that didn't happen. I want to drop the charges. Oh, the white bitch. Well, in the movie, she's black. She's um, definitely a white bitch. No, she is black. Was definitely. Let me, we might be thinking of a different football player, but the movie, the movie's called Brian Banks. I'm almost positive it was a white girl, bro. Like ninety nine point nine percent sure. Not in the movie, man. In the movie, she is black. There was a white man. <laughs> Let me see who. It was really good though. Talk to me about it. Okay, yeah. Um, so, like, it gives you it gives you the whole details of like what this guy had to go through. Um, like, it showed you how like, how good he was as a player, and like he literally was calling uh, this lawyer's office who said that we'll take any case, anytime, blah blah blah. Um, and the the lawyer's office like specialized in these kinds of cases of false accusations of rape and all that but like the main guy like didn't believe him whatsoever until finally like he walks around the school because it happened at the school that was the weirdest part he was just like how does a rape happen at, at school oh i was a black man yeah Ronetta Gibson. So- <laughs> how do we do this to our own people Your comment just reminded me of something I saw on Twitter today, but we'll get to that after I finish my little spiel here. I know what you're talking about. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so this white lawyer walks around the school, and he's like, like he's noticing, okay, for these two to get to where they where this act happened, like they had to walk across, uh, 10 classrooms full of students as class is going on and like if even if she were to like scream or something someone's gonna hear something like there's over a hundred ears up there that would have heard something since it was like a, it was a ghetto school so all the doors were open like they didn't have closed doors or whatever I think that was one of the reasons behind it but um so yeah, like it dives into that and then it goes into how he eventually made his way back to pro football because uh, Pete Carroll gave him the shot because Pete Carroll was originally going to draft him back in the day, but then Pete Carroll went back to USC as the trial was going on. But then as we know, Pete Carroll came back, Seahawks. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's a really good story like um and a really good movie probably i'll put it in my top 20 sports movies really oh yeah i'll put it up there in my top 20 sports movies top 25 25 that's that's strange i don't know if i can name 25 good sports movies i could half of them are baseball and you got miracle you got mystery Uh, alaska uh, if you want to go hockey Tom Hanks movie. Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. This is baseball. Oh, (laughs) League of Their Own. Yeah, that was a good movie. 
Going back to what you said earlier, though, are are people ganging up on our own people? I don't know if you saw it. Um, Snoop Dogg calling out. Uh, I knew you were talking about Gail King. <laughs> I knew you were talking about Gail. In what fucking world? So. She responded. Did you see the response? Yeah, because I, I followed it as soon as I as soon as I saw Snoop Dogg's video. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, who? First off, I was like, "Who's Gail King?" And I oh. looked up. No, 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 no. So, I, do your research. I did. I did. He called her out, and I was like, "Who the fuck's Gail King?" And then I saw Gail King. Gail King versus Snoop. I think that's what popped up. <laughs> so I clicked on that. It was a Gail King talk show host of blah, 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 interviewed Lisa Leslie and then brought up Kobe's rape trial. And Lisa Leslie told her that's over and done with. So I was like, okay, so that's why that's why Snoop is pissed. And then I watched the whole interview. Of, I did. I watched the whole interview. And then I read the comments and I laughed and because it was literally all the comments were what you just said. Why are we ganging up on our own people, putting down our own people during Black History Month? This is bullshit. But like, I I have to agree. Like, why why bring it up? I I don't get why people bring up so much shit after celebrities die when they can't a defend themselves and then b like. They just died, and you want to talk about this? Like, it's it's stupid. And you're going to bring in one of Kobe Bryant's the face of the Lakers. Lisa Leslie was the face of the Sparks, the other L.A. women's team. Like, And you're going to want her to talk about this? Like, what the fuck? Like, as a woman as well. So she's not only faced with defending Kobe, but she has to, de- she has to defend the victim in question because charges were dropped um, and talk about this in a sense that, okay, I have to protect women. So even if this shit did happen, I don't make her feel any kind of way and other victims, I can't speak anything outlandish to where they feel different about it. And I still got to protect Kobe. So it's like, and it's Kobe just fucking died. Like Gail King did this for one reason. And no, I'll give her two reasons. One, they made her ask those questions, which in her response, she didn't. Yeah, she's like, oh, it was the network. (laughs) So she did say the network chose to air out this special part, which I don't understand because we have social media. Social media will make a GIF, a snippet, a black video about any fucking thing. And that was definitely going to be one because people were mad about it before that even came out. It just mass media hit and became a big topic facing her ass because she asked the question. Now, I mean, one thing that she said in her response that I liked, which had nothing to do with her, but it just happened, so she used it as ammo, is that Lisa uh, defended him in such a way that it, I feel like it won't provoke any other interviewers to ask these questions. Yeah, right. She's just like... 
Yeah, the way that she deal with it is like, hey, the, the charges were dropped. I've never seen anything. He has always been excellent and superb to me. And why you at? Drop it. It's over with. Mm. Oh, this is the oldest shit that you're digging back up. Yeah, and that's uh, that's literally what the quote was: is the case, the case is the case went to trial, charges were dropped, it was dismissed. It's in the past, and I think the media should leave it at that. And then, but the thing, the thing that's got everyone in the uproar is because of her response. Because uh-huh. yep, exactly. she was like, well, what about this? And Lisa was just, what? Like, <laughs> I basically, I just told you, like, he's never been that way with me. I've been at the club with the guy numerous times. I have NBA friends who would approach me and be like, hey, get that girl over here so I can talk to her. Kobe was never that way with me. We just we had fun and we hung out. He he's not that kind of guy. So those I don't even believe the charges. No, nah, dude, it's it's not just like anytime anybody in color died, like they're gonna our people are gonna ask those questions before any white person would. Like. White people are going to try to find a character witness. Black people are going to try to find out what happened. <laughs> like, like, real shit. Like, that's just how it is. And I hate it. I hate it so much. And I'm glad she got called out. I'm glad she felt the need to respond. But it should have never happened, man. People are still grieving. His family's still grieving. And this is just another thing that's trending. And it's the most negative thing that could possibly trend at this time. And they have to go through this again. They went through it before. His wife has to go through this again yeah. during his death. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure Vanessa's tired of seeing the name on every headline and all this. Like, God, just give the woman some space. She lost her husband and her kid. Like, I just... That that was the part that like really upset me. It was just like, come on, like it's been like it hasn't even it's been a week, maybe, week and a half. And that's when you want to start asking questions, like and then it reminded me of like Michael Jackson died and that's when all hey, we're gonna sue we're gonna sue you because my kid was touched too and we're going to make a documentary about us because we were touched and like but it's crazy because how many people that came to the stand saying it how many kids that said okay that never happened my parents made them say that their parents made me say that and then how many people older coming out and saying that yeah it never happened yeah but you gotta make money (laughs) you gotta make money um, I need the extra cash, eh? I, w- I went to Neverland Ranch once. I mean, like, like <laughs> Dave Chappelle said, R. Kelly, I'm pretty sure he did that shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was on his... <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't read the R. Kelly signs. I'm an older man that love all women ass. Like, <laughs> I think the best part of that bit was he took a he took a drag from his cigarette. He's like R. Kelly. 
Yeah, he did that shit. <laughs> What's your, um, well, you're not much of a baseball guy, but Pete Rose is filing for his, again, for his reinstatement to the Baseball Hall of Fame for gambling after all this Houston Astros shit that happened, but, uh, OJ Simpson at the Super Bowl, um, top 100, uh, players of all time were honored. They had a cutout of O.J. Simpson on the field since O.J.'s not allowed on the field. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, dude, it's the Hall of Fame. You did it. You performed well enough and better than a lot of other people that are in the very same Hall of Fame. Why are you not in there? But you know the story of Pete Rose, right? What do you do? Alright, so here's the fucked up part. P. Rose has the most Major League Baseball records out of any player of all time to start. He has the most hits of all time. Oh, he has over 4,200 hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why he's in trouble is because of gambling. Uh, gambling in baseball has been frowned upon ever since the Black Sox uh, the White Sox threw the World Series in 1919 um, for money. But Pete Rose gambled, but he didn't gamble against his team. Like, he never threw any games or anything. This is back when he was, like, a player manager. It was towards the end of his career. He bet for his team to win, like, the World Series and shit. And he, like, he continued to hit the shit out of the ball and, like, dominate. But then once everyone found out, like, hey, he was making money or for winning games, he was he was gambling. He's he's placing bets. Um, so that's why he's banned. Cause, that's right? Like that's, and like you're not even a baseball fan, and you get it. But there's baseball fans that I know that understand it, and they're still like, well, the, the rule says that you're not supposed to be gambling. So yeah, he he should be banned for life. Loosen up your ass muscles. Like, listen to what I said earlier. <laughs> he did obviously way better than anybody else in the Hall of Fame. Period. Period. Hang his picture up, hang up his stat, move along. You don't have to give his life story. You don't. He did these accolades. These accolades brought him to this point, in this, which is why he is celebrated to this manner because of what he did in the league. Right. Period. End of story. Yep. They want to add character and how you were off the field and things that you did for the industry and who you did this to and for and who gives this shit? What did you do? What did you do? Is it good enough to get in? Yes? Great. Send their asses through. Like fucking T.O. Oh, Terrell Owens is such an asshole. He's a dick, but he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he does. Because of what he did in the league. Why are they holding him out? Because he's a dick. Because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> point point period. Because he's a dick. But it's such a 
such a huge argument because he obviously deserves to be in there. Yeah, and no question. Like the the bullshit point of it is they have his stuff, like his jerseys and his bats, in there, but he's not. And it's just like <laughs> what the fuck, like, and he's not. And I think the part that angered me the most about it, because I saw it on a Twitter argument today, my college coach, um, was he responded to one of my teammates. Um, he agreed. He's like, yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame, but he shouldn't be allowed to be hang anywhere around any team. And in my head, I'm just like, why the fuck would you say that as a like you're a coach like as a coach you're not gonna want the greatest hitter of all time giving your guys advice like uh i think it was the world series like three years ago it was a rod uh pete rose and frank thomas three of the best hitters uh well a rod and frank thomas two of the best hitters of our generation you probably don't know about um but and then and then pete rose and they were giving like in-depth conversations about like here's what this guy's doing wrong here's what that guy's doing wrong and Pete Rose is going into it more and more depth than the younger guys like the younger guys are looking up at him like oh my god like what the like we didn't even think of that like why would you not want that in your clubhouse like the dude the dude was a player manager like the GM hired him to be a manager and he said Nah, no one here's good enough. I'm just gonna play, kind of deal. The reason why is because it's a business. If if your image is solid, and we as a business, we as an industry, are giving honor to that, we're giving honor to what you did wrong and what you did right. So, uh, especially in in the state we're in now, a a conversation sparking his name will infuriate people who believe just like the the guy that you said yeah it's it's fucking it's like gun control man it's like gun control half are gonna half are gonna say yes half are gonna say no i mean off topic did you hear the debate about uh fucking miss marvel captain marvel um is it about I think I know what you're getting at, but go in, go into more depth. They're saying that Captain Marvel needs to be a black. Yes, I did hear about this. Just like how um, the Little Mermaid needed to be black too, and that yeah, same controversy. Yeah, so, we already talked about the little. Yeah, we we. It's all about making the demographics happy, man. Like, it, this is the world we live in. If you, if you make something that even offends someone just a little bit, no matter what you invent, it's someone's gonna get offended somewhere. But the difference between Little Mermaid and this is Captain Marvel was originally black. Hmm. I think this is where we disagree. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Captain Marvel was a white guy first. Yeah, Marvel was a dude. Yeah, the original. But the bitch was black. Carol Danvers? 
believe so. No, Carol Danvers is a white lawyer. Let me see. White uh, lawyer. So Captain Marvel was 1967. Mm-hmm. Um, Monica Rambeau is 82. And let me look up Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers is a white lawyer. Let me look up Carol. I'm trying to figure out what, what her timeline is. I think you, uh, you get tripping. Eight. Yeah. So she's got about ten plus years on it. So, but I, who's more famous? That's the question. Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers is more famous. Yes. Everybody needs to shut the fuck up. I an argument for to have the next person be black. That's different. But who's the next person? No. Huh? I think I think She Hulk is coming out black, ain't she? It's, Why? I, no, I think, well, she'll be green all the time, but I'm Who pretty sure it's a, it? yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's a black actress playing She-Hulk. I gotta, now you, now you got me doing my research. Make my dick hurt. Oh, man. Yeah, well, these are confusing times. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, for real, like, it's uncalled like, for. I was watching a, uh, Oh, no, you know who She-Hulk is? Oh man! Oh man! I can't wait. Did you watch Mandalorian? I did. Oh god! It's it's the bounty hunter girl. The strong one? Yeah. The one that looked like Ronda Rousey? Oof. Oh, that's what's up. Oof. Is it? Does she hold ever trans? Does she stay in She-Hulk? Form? Yeah, she stays in She-Hulk form. So she'll be green the whole time, but she's, she'll still be hot as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Them green bitches. Go. It's just it's too much. Like, even back in the day, like, it, it took a long time for romance to get in the comic book. Yeah, but now everyone wants gay characters and stuff too, which they did with Captain Marvel. Oh, they made it a gay. They even they went a, they even made it a step further as a gay interracial relationship. You know why we're in trouble? Why who's in trouble? He owns the shit. Well, yeah, because Disney includes everyone. Disney needs to please everybody because eventually they're going to rule the world. This <sighs> <laughs> is just another footstool that they're going to use to rise up and acclaim fame before they acquire Amazon. Nah, dude, like, there was even stories like Toy Story, Bo Peep was actually a lesbian. She didn't want Woody in, in Toy Story 4 and that whole time she was lesing out and frozen. I haven't seen the new Frozen, but they turned her gay. No, they're trying to turn her gay. They're saying like that whole time that she was away from Woody, like she was lesbian. Dude, I don't. I just read what comes across the feeds. What the hell? Um. Too much damn power. <laughs> I did. Too much power. You know why? Because white man is driving the car. He knows these roads. <laughs> like Dave Chappelle said, bro, 
I've been, this has been my argument before even Dave Chappelle put it in way better words than I ever could. My argument has always been that the LGBTQ community is the strongest community that we have. Yes. Because it includes powerful white men. Not only that, but every other ethnicity. But most importantly, powerful white men who can bring every other ethnicity together and allow these people to have a voice and say the same thing the white man saying. It's brilliant. I wish I was one of them just because how strong they is. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, of course they have their trials and tribulations, and I would always respect the LGBT community because of what People, people are just evil people. No, yeah, like I have friends, I have friends who are lesbian, bi, gay. My brother, I mean. Well, yeah, hate crime is real as real gets, and especially like we think it's bad when they hate us just because we're different. But white people hating their own people, they treat their own people way different than us. It's 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 treacherous. It's, it's a different level of evil. <laughs> I mean, we, you exclude us, and then we still got us. You exclude somebody from your own people. Who do they go to? E- exactly, they can't be Mexican. You know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, like, that's very I, tough. It's very tough. I mean, if you if you want to add on to it, like, yeah, everyone talks shit to well. Well, just your your race, but literally, if you look at the culture throughout the years, like since fuck the sixties at least, no, not even before that. Like mm-hmm. the thing is, black culture. Um, well, I'll just I'll go into my history major spiel here. Um, black culture has literally defined everything culture-wise um, as a nation through the music industry. When you truly think about it, jazz equals, or jazz and blues equals rock and roll. Yep. Um, I mean, and even then, black people dominated rock and roll. But it didn't get into the spotlight until you had Elvis, Buddy Holly, and all these white artists covering their songs because we don't want to listen to that Negro music. We want that good old, we want the good old boys singing on the radio. Mm-hmm. And 60s, you had uh, 60s, 70s, disco music, um, which is where like rap started getting into the game. Again, another black, mostly black um, musical genre. Me and white people taking um taking hits to that and throwing it still in the rock and roll, which like, you know, Beatles and all that jazz. Eighties you know, um, uh imitation is the, the highest form of flattery. So I mean cultural appropriation ain't nothing but flattery. That's all it is. But we like shit. We can't tell you we like it. But it's like it, it's, it's like it's, like I said, it's it's ridiculous though. Like like you said, like we shove you guys in a corner so much, but yet, hey, what's 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 the next cool thing? So like, I look cool, like around the board. We we 
made America, dude. Don't, I mean, don't get it twisted. We created America. I just found out the other day that a black woman created a tampon pad. I didn't know that. What? We made the damn... (laughs) My dude just got paid $78 million for the super soakers because they didn't want to pay him that money in uh, royalties. And he is probably, I think the Super Soaker made billions. So, them royalties probably ain't shit. That 78 million ain't shit. But, just look up black invention. Everything that you thought a good white man made. What'd you, what'd you, what'd you see on all the, what kind of kids did you see on them Super Soaker commercials, too? White. (laughs) Black people created the first game. Like, what kind of games? Fucking um, not the joystick games before the joystick. Not what before, pong. Uh, pong. It was something before pong, I believe. Let me look it up. So I, I found out last February, cause that's when black people learned about black people. That's how bad America is. We only learn about our own culture during February. What's my, just ripping up the calendar. What's my fun fact of the day for February? Game before Pong. I don't... I This would be news to me. I didn't even know there was video games before Pong. I thought Pong was the first one. Let me tell you something right now. My His name, name is Lawson. Jerry Lawson. He is an engineer who worked in the computing dawn of the 1940. Yeah, but what's the game? He created the first home video game system with interchangeable games. Okay? There it is. He didn't, it was after Pong. That was after Pong. In 1940, though. When, when the fuck did Pong come out? Bro, Pong... Mm, Pong had to have been about the same time. Was... 72. Okay, so what the hell were they playing in 1942? TV, TV, TV wasn't even invented yet. Maybe. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. 1840. 1840 or 1940? I mean, I don't know. It came I don't know what video games you play in 1940. Fucking Pong. <laughs> he probably made Pong, damn it. They stole it from him. Jerry lost. Look him up. It was, it was Pong, but the paddles weren't white. They were black. The ball was black. It was a white background. <laughs> All right, he was born in 1940. Fucking Wikipedia. Fucking shit. There you go. You're trusting Wikipedia. It's probably feeding you some false lies. Alright. 1970s. He created the interchangeable game, home game system. Yeah, so so he worked for Atari. Yeah, he had to. Yeah, because Atari was the first one. If I, and if I can remember, right? Because Pong was just its own system. Mm-hmm. No, Pong was Atari. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, yeah, he had to have worked for Atari. So, yeah, black black guy invented Pong. Fucking crazy, dude. Just, just a black man wanting to beat up a white ball on the screen. That's all it is. Just back and forth, 
Carver presentation, Martin Luther King presentation, and Rosa Parks presentation in elementary school. Like, those were like, and Frederick Douglass too, now that I remember. Like, those are all like driven, those were all driven down our throats in February now that I think about it. Yeah, that was third grade, Mr. Moss's class. Um, yeah, it, it, I kind of agree with him because like history class should just be. You start in this section of time and you move this section, yeah. and like those are all characters that import uh, that are that important in that part of history. So, what's it to say you take a day or two away from like Civil War and then talk about Frederick Douglass? What's he doing at this time to do this? Mm-hmm. Go background in here, like focus on a key character during your weekly Civil War lesson, or you're studying civil rights, so for the week and thinking about it, yeah, we studied them twice because we had to study them in February and then once we were actually studying civil rights, then we had to go through it all over again as we're getting to learn about JFK and everything that he did there to help with that too. So yeah, I kind of get where Joe Rogan's coming from. Um, but it, but it goes with the same thing and like these people that want to get rid of Columbus Day and all that like I don't know they changed the name of Columbus Day yes Day. it's Indigenous People Indigenous People Day because Columbus was a dick he was a pillager he what, what did he what did he do? <laughs> he, gave, he gave people a place to live and convert to Christianity. That's what he was. He was... He didn't... Everyone's like, oh, he gave them disease and he killed millions of people. Like, yeah, it's going to happen when you come from a foreign place and then come to here. You know why he gave them disease? He didn't do it. You know why? He didn't do it. You know why? <laughs> why? Because they didn't wash their ass. <laughs> These motherfuckers couldn't wash, bro. <laughs> These motherfuckers couldn't wash. Everybody walk around with shitty assholes and they finger nails on their mouths and shit because they never washed. Why does somebody have to come in and tell you to wash your ass? You realize how 
in European culture, baths were rare, right? Like, dude, and that's why these motherfuckers died of the Black Plague. Yeah, like, it was right. it was high society. It was it was it was high society. To, let alone own a bath, and let alone go take a bath. And when you wanted to go take a bath, you had to pay for the fucking bath. It was literally like a once or twice a year thing for those people back in those days. Like, but that doesn't make sense either because the Greeks bathed a lot. Nope, it was the same thing. Really? That was high, it. Was high society, like all these all these shows that you watch, Spartacus, and showing like how those people lived back then. Baths were rare. You, it was, it was literally, a, you you only bathed for like special occasions. Or just because you had the money to do it, it was a, it was like a it was like a go treat yourself moment. What? You know who taught them how to bathe, right? If you say black people, then the Moors. Thank you, black people. <laughs> get it right. We was clean in Africa, Doc. You better get it right. That that Nile wasn't dirty, boy. Let me tell you. <laughs> Y'all had plagues too. Barely, we have real shit. My boy Moses. <laughs> my boy Moses. Huh? My boy Moses would say otherwise. Yeah, he, he had twelve. <laughs> 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 Y'all had Samson though, so I'll give you that. Hey, we had Jesus on our side. <laughs> but dude, like that shit, we just need more credit. But at the same time, we don't want it. We don't want to take that credit. We don't want to give up the little bit of power that we have in making a white person feel a little bit guilty in our face. They probably don't give a shit in real life. But when we say something and make them feel bad, and that little look they get, that little look they give us, mm-hmm. all we care about, and it's disgusting. We don't want to give up Black History Month. No, I don't blame you, but um, but the Joe Rogan thing of where, like... No, I agree with him as well. Yeah, like... We as a people, we're not willing to accept the change and are probably also afraid that you get rid of Black History Month that shit will get washed down to a point where it's nothing much. Like, it, it's not getting into the books. It's not getting taught anymore year round. It's just nothing now. Yeah. And I mean, your shit. Yeah, I mean that's where the school system's going anyways with the Civil War stuff. So nothing gets but I mean but that's gonna happen eventually because time. You can't teach everything. We are we were in a time zone where it really shit wasn't happening for a long time. Yeah. We emerged in a technological era where shit was just happening so fast, ramping up so fast for us that we are a part of a different era now that needs to be taught on. So you add something else on and something's got to get pushed back. Yeah, I mean, since yeah, since 9-11, nothing really big happened. And, but anyways, like, we don't really go over the uh, Gulf War and Operation Desert Storm in history classes anyways. Um, and you're right, we're born in that era where technology's at our hands, so... You hear, overhear someone talking about, let's say, a 
ten-year-old with a fucking smartphone, because they all have them now. Over oh, here, someone talking about the Civil War. What's the Civil War? Do 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 do. Exactly. Oh, blah blah blah. Oh, Abe Lincoln was there. Oh, blah 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 blah. Oh, yeah, there was slavery and states' rights that caused it. Blah 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 blah. Harriet Tubman. Blah 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 blah. Like, you can you can the kids these days can they can dig themselves into their own little but holes where they're just like that's if, also a problem. I mean. Being a college student and having to write a paper, you understand how much shit is on the internet and how much bullshit's on the internet. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get clickbaited 33 different times. Mm-hmm. Who was Harriet Tubman? You click on an article and it says one sentence about Harriet Tubman and the rest about Oprah. Like, <laughs> like you you gotta scour the internet for anything good that you can write a decent paper about. Not that it's not there. You just got to search extra hard for it and filter all the bullshit. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking cancel culture, man. It'll... <sighs> we weren't... I like how before we even started recording, I made a joke to you and we're, and you said, we're not making this a racist episode, but here we are talking about race. It's February, baby. It's going to happen. Any, anything we had to talk about, we moving towards this regardless. I mean, it's February. We got to do it. If they get rid of Black History Month, I guess they might as well get rid of Cinco de Mayo. White yeah. people, white people celebrate Cinco de Mayo like it's their fucking holiday. Yeah, I love Cinco de Mayo. I go there every Tuesday. It is my favorite spot. We have the best margaritas. What? We have a place right here called Cinco de Mayo, and they have Taco Tuesdays, and it's delicious. Oh my god, I can't even imagine the Mexican food in Ohio. It's probably trash. No, I've had Mexican food around the world. It's actually pretty good. It's not. It's not like oh, it's, it's like hey, it's good. Hey. <laughs> and it's the Mexican people at behind the counter. It's not like. You go into a Jamaican restaurant and it's white people back there. <laughs> it's not, it's not fucking Chipotle workers back there. He said he wants a burrito. It's not that. <laughs> you want some guac, bro? It's only a dollar extra. Which one wine with a guac, bro? <laughs> Shit, bro. But, I mean... I don't know. It's tough. Like, and they said, what, it's 2020? Mm-hmm. They said in four years, everybody's going to be the same. I think they miscalculated. Yeah. Um, everyone's yeah. supposed to be Mexican. Yeah, y'all fuckers. Latinos are taking over the world. You know why? Why? Because we fuck like rabbits. Y'all do. Pump out as many tax breaks as we can. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah. Why does Shakira look white? She's Colombian. Okay. Okay, is she Spain? No. No, no, no. She's Colombian. Okay. There's different levels of darkness in uh, Latin America. Dude, the Colombians are different. 
you might get one dark ass Colombian. Yeah. You might get a Colombian that looks like me. You might get a Colombian that looks like a white girl. It's, it's different. I mean, South Africa has white people, so. Yeah. <laughs> you hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> you hate to see it. They all got fucking trans. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> fucking shit is this. <laughs> White people here don't nap. My brother's Mexican and he's like pale ass white. So it's that's just what it is, man. It's just wherever you go, different shades are going to follow. And especially, like I said, Mexicans, Latin Americans, we like to get it on. We like to get it on quite a bit. We're taking over the world. The world's going to be Latino and oh, yeah, man. 100 years. Hundred years, I say everyone's banged the Mexican. I don't know, bro. <laughs> if if our culture take over, and this monogamy stops happening, and I have five different wives, there's gonna be a lot of babies. I'll tell you that. Cause you know, in Africa, they got thirteen wives, and all of them pregnant at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking line at the meat market. Now serving number four. Ain't nobody playing but you. A whole section of meat go away. Jesus Christ. Goddamn Europeans are so fucking smart. Not really when you think about it. When you think about it, they are. No. How did they accomplish all this? A lot of bloodshed and slavery. Smart as hell. What did Europeans give us? Pirates. Revolutions. Uh, America. And they didn't have to do shit. They just convinced somebody else to do it. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Fucking smart. Dude, did you watch the Trump shit? Yeah, man, my president's free. How'd you feel, buddy? Acquitted, buddy. I that was going to happen. Yeah, no, they're going to... I think he's going to get voted in. I mean, Bernie, Bernie and Buttigieg, you really think Bernie and Buttigieg is going to be able to take him on? No, that ain't going to happen. Trump's got four more years. Um, I do believe that there's going to be a lot of there's a lot more scared people who are voting. I don't the problem is there's scared people who are voting against Trump and not for anyone, and that's just as big as a problem. You're talking about people that... Wait, repeat that? So... One of the reasons that Trump did get selected for president is because the voting rates were as low as it's ever been. Nobody went out and voted. So I think there's going to be a lot of more scared people, a lot of more scared voters coming out saying, hey, what I don't want is this motherfucker to win. So I'm going to vote for somebody else, but they have no idea who that other person is who they're voting for. Do you think that it's scared voters, though, or do you think... Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bear with me. You think it's scared voters or you think it's people that 
their candidate wasn't chosen to run for their party, so why the fuck am I going to vote? You know? No. I believe there's a lot, there is a huge, like, huge no, 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 like, of people who have no idea about any politics at all. And the media controls everything they know, everything they hear. So all they know is Trump's building a wall. And, blow, and blowing up and blowing up the Middle East and North Korea. Exactly. We but it, up. it didn't happen. He got us in the war four different times. Uh, what else are they saying? He got impeached. Um, and now they're hearing that he didn't get impeached. <laughs> He's impeached forever. <laughs> so oh, no, it's, like, it's just people who only go by hearsay what other people are talking about. And they're frightened. But you gotta look at the facts. I mean, you. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm talking about the average non-political citizen who is now inspired to vote because of what they don't know yeah. or what they heard. Yeah, but then you have all these kids who are just now being able to vote, who are hearing things like free college and free this and free that, like. Isn't gonna happen. Bro, yeah, you know as well as I do. Like me and you, we don't really agree politics wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know as well as I do that it it can't happen that way. You're a businessman, you know. Yeah, I'm a businessman. That's like, why with politics, Trump does has done. When I get to that other side, I will appreciate. Yeah, exactly. Like every everything that he's doing is pretty much. It's from a business standpoint. Like you can't promise free shit and be like, and you don't have to pay for it. Everyone has to pay for it. Someone has to pay for it. That money's got to come from somewhere. Oh, we're not gonna tax you for it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> like that's the only way that you're able to do something like this. Cause the you can't put it on our budget. Cause then that adds on to the debt, and then everyone's gonna be like, well, why are we so much in debt? Oh, because we gave you this. Like, we just threw it on the we just threw it on the credit card. We'll we'll pay for it later. You're gonna have to pay for that eventually for taxes in order to get that deficit down. You know, like. But you hear, but these young kids are hearing, oh shit! If I vote for this guy, I can go. I can go to fucking college for free. I can go to Harvard for free. Like, all I have to do is get in. Fuck yeah! I'm sold. You know. Like, it's not gonna happen. Um, I just, I, I, like I said, voting rates were low as shit. Prob- I don't know why. I don't know if people say, yeah, there's no fucking way this guy's gonna. Like, because <laughs> you know, it was that it was a lot of shock when he won. I even think Trump was shocked that he won. Um, but it's like, I, I think there's just a lot more voters now that we are going to have on both sides. On both sides. People who think he's been doing well, the economy's up, they're on that side, and they don't want this this gold burst that they've had to drop. They need to keep on going to sustain. And No, the only thing that's made it drop is the virus. The media people who have been on each side, and now they're just taking sides now, mm-hmm. all that's going to going to open up and inspire people to vote regardless. I think it's going to be a way higher poll. Yeah. But, 
But the Democrats just they don't have the right candidate. The only How the only guy that was able to pull it off actually I'd say there's two candidates in my opinion that'd be able to pull it off. Um one is Joe Biden because he literally is the only guy with the backbone that I see that would be able to stand up to Trump. Trump's vicious when he's on the campaign trail. Um, and uh, my other one's a surprise. I, Tulsi Gabbard was my other choice. Because Tulsi, yeah, she she has some Democratic ideas, but she's also on the other side of the aisle, too, with Republican ideas. She's kind of that middle in between. I think... Buddha, yeah, and she's hot. Like, yeah. Hot. <laughs> hot. That is my president. <laughs> That's my president. Hawaiian? Oh. You're just like a Hawaiian with a thick ass, don't you? So you're a fake? No, I said thick. Oh. T H I C C. Thick. <laughs> she looked like she could make love. She was up here snowboarding in my town. She was, she was up here snowboarding in my town a couple of days ago. Your town? Yeah. You say anything to her? No, I met I met her advisors. Uh, funny story about that. Um, <laughs> so her advisors uh, came into my store. I was working at, and. I was wearing I was wearing a Black Rifle Coffee T-shirt. If you don't know what that is, it's a veteran-owned coffee company. They're like on the Republican side. They I listened to their podcast that they put out, Drinking Bros, all that. Um, and like me and me and this girl were having like a really good conversation. Like we're hitting it off, and we're just like flirting the whole time. She's staying, her friends out shopping. She's staying up next to me up by the register, and we're just talking and flirting the whole time. Like. Things things are going good. So I was like, fuck, this girl's pretty cute, like blah blah blah. <clears throat> and um her friend comes to check out and then the girl that I've been talking to this whole time, she noticed in my shirt, she's like, Oh, black rifle coffee and I was like, Yeah, like do you like it? And she's like, Well, like I guess, like it's it's good, but like they're mo they're mostly like Republican based, and she's like, "What's what? Are, what are your thoughts on Tulsi Gabbard?" And I was like, "Well, I like, I agree with some things, and I agree with other things on her agenda, whatever. Like, but yeah, like, I'm most, I'm most for the most part a Republican." And then she turns, she turns to me, and she's like, "Ah, that's too bad. You're pretty cute." And then walked out of the store. I was like. Are you fucking seeing like you're that petty? Like we're having a we've been having a really good conversation for like thirty minutes and that's where you draw the line is like I never said anything negative. I knew you were a Tulsi um she worked for Tulsi Gabbard. Like I knew you worked for her, I didn't say shit about your candidate, but like the minute that you find out that I'm on this side, like come on, like there's shit with Trump that I don't agree with. There's shit with Trump that I really do agree with. Like, I'm not that hardcore guy that's gonna be like, "Fuck you, you're a goddamn Democrat, get the hell out of my face." Like, no, like, 
Otherwise, I would have kicked your ass out a long time ago. Who? You. I know, and that's what I like. I like having being able to have you as a friend and have conversations politicalized. It's ignorance. It's like uh, even if I if I were Tulsi in that predicament and I had learned, I would be upset with her as my subordinate for not putting up not only a fight but understanding what your side is, why you see it that way, and what I can do in my candidacy to persuade you within my rights, within what I think is right on this side and persuade people who think like you, who are Republican, but also agree with some of my views, agree with some of the things, but are on the fence with these things because of how I say it, because of how I approach this. And if I just make these adjustments, if I do these things, I can have somebody like you on my team. But she just turned her back away and said, oh, you're one of those. Bye. That's ignorance. Yeah. Like, I was in shock, and then my coworker standing next to me, she's like, wow, I thought she was really into you for a second. And I'm like, guess not. (laughs) (laughs) that's That's the part where it just gets under my skin a little bit. Because you could be a KKK radicalist, and I will sit across the table from you and speak to you. Just because me, I'm an interesting guy. I like to understand what's in your head, why you think this way. I'm argumentative, so I'm going to try to persuade you or get you to think like I do. I want to see if you're crazy or if you actually have a purpose for what you're saying as well. Exactly. And I'm the, I'm the same way. I'll listen to you and like, yeah, I'll disagree with you on things, but I'm not going to be like all up in your face. Like, no, you shouldn't do this. Like, fuck you. Like, get the hell out of my face kind of deal. And that's just where society is today, man. It's like, it's bullshit, but it's the world that we live in. Complete bullshit. I mean, like, like I said, me and you, we have totally different ideas when it comes to politics and stuff but here we are every week every two weeks just talking having a good time bullshitting still my you still my BFF (laughs) fuck we've been we've been rambling on for two hours um fuck Probably wrap this up. I mean, I was not expecting to have like a Black History episode, but here we are. <laughs> but here we are. I think you jinxed it, bro. You very beginning. Don't be racist on this episode. Black lives matter. <laughs> Easy, Kaepernick. Just uh, take wow. take your seat on the bench and uh, tone it down a little bit. Wow. That's, that's how we're gonna do this. That's how we're gonna end this. I feel like I have to end it this way. I mean, I can make it. I can make it better. You know, we make it better. What's up? Michael Jackson's life as a black man was so bad that he had to turn white. He did have a bad life. Joe did not do him any justice. I know. He was thrust in the spotlight at, what, 10, 12 years old, 8 years old. 
I don't know. Alright, fine. I take that one back. But at least he was with his family. It wasn't all bad. Tito, Tito was always there to give him a tissue. Who? Tito. Tito, <laughs> Tito give me tissue. I give a shit about Tito. <laughs> white, white society just drives you crazy enough to hang your kid outside of a window, I guess. Ooh. That one was an accident, he told me. He didn't mean it. <laughs> but all right, my computer's about to die. Yeah, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it on that. Michael Jackson's trying to kill his kid. We'll leave it on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is Outfield Talk with your host, Nico, joined by my boy, Dev. Everybody, have a great night. <laughs> Good night, man.